the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A teenager suspected of firing a shotgun in a Florida school said he was sorry as he's being led away by police yesterday. Marion County Sheriff Billy Wood says a student who was wounded by the gunman at Forest High School was treated. His injuries are non-life-threatening. He is in good condition and uh, currently receiving all medical treatment in which he needs. He spoke to WFTV, the Marion County Sheriff's Office, identified by the suspect as 19-year-old Sky Bush. Former President George W. Bush surprisingly greeting some of the hundreds of mourners filing through a large Houston church on Friday as they paid their final respects to his wife of 73 years, former First Lady Barbara Bush. We believe in our work about the importance of equity and equality for children with disabilities. Jessica Queener says she's worked in special education for 16 years and admired Barbara Bush's work in the area of literacy. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. This is a fully functional Beyblade. Meet Masters Radio. An improbable option to the ordinary is a covert caper that helps rogue warriors up their barbecue game. Grilling and meat smoking tips, recipes, and talk. Where fake history disputants, too. It's outrageous, egregious, preposterous. Meet Masters Radio. We make buffoonery an art. There is not any man like him anywhere in the world. Tune in for Meet Masters Radio Saturdays at 4 p.m. and Sundays at 11 a.m. on Business 1440. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. Later on the King Banyan Show, King covers curling tournaments, the gong show, and Eastern Europe. Don't miss a minute of the action right here on Business 1440. Thanks, brother. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. During the break, I got an update from the sister-in-law who tried to ring during the show. I don't; she did not realize I was on the air. Um, my daughter, who I told you was running the Earth Day Half Marathon up here, is currently in second place, which uh, um, she's not had a top three finish before uh, in a race of this of this size. So that would be uh, pretty amazing. So, so hopefully she can hang in there and keep second. Uh, who knows? Maybe I don't know. I didn't get any information on how far back she was from the front runner. Um, so, so who knows? But I, I think if she finished in. Her goal was to finish in about an hour in about uh, ninety minutes, and uh, if she can do that, that would be uh, that'd be pretty amazing. Um, I 
Runners always think of time first and place second. Uh, joining us on the show, um, always I'm glad always to get a chance to talk to this guy because it happens too infrequently, particularly since particularly since retirement. Uh, John Palmer, uh, who uh, retired faculty member at the University of Western Ontario and places other places that he's taught, um, he's been around the place. Uh, he is brought to us not just as an interesting economist, but also as an expert in curling, at least in, from from the announcer's booth. And so I'm hoping John will at some point imitate for us, give us the sounds of curling announcing as heard in Canada. <laughs> well, hello, King. It's good to talk with you again. So, uh, first of all, I'm not an expert, but I am an interested sports fan, that's for sure. And I am that- a sportscaster. Uh, yeah. But I don't know about imitating the sounds of curling. I mean, what, what do you want to hear? As the brush goes down the ice, <laughs> is that is is that what that sounds like? I mean, I guess yeah. I, I yeah, I, pretty much. It's, oh, it's a lot faster than that. Uh, the sweepers these days are very fit, and they've of course they've done all kinds of tests about how sweeping speed and angle, and it turns out they have to sweep really fast, so it's really fast. Yeah, and John, you know, I, I watched this, and, and, and of course the U.S. team is from here in Minnesota, up north of us, uh, in an area that we often think of as the Iron Range uh, of Minnesota because of its, of, of its mining history. Uh, and I, I have to say, I, they, looked like, they looked like a cross between um, the guys at, in the bar at Cheers and uh, the guys from the U.S. version of The Office. Um, they 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 don't look particularly athletic to me. I, I mean, I feel bad about saying that, but I mean, from what I saw, yeah, they don't look yeah, any I'm, more. Af- I'm, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with that U.S. team because uh, increasingly the, the the curlers are discovering that they have to be fit. If you take a look at most of the teams that are doing very well, they work out all the time. They are very fit people because that sweeping is an amazing activity in the first place. And uh, they have to be able to control themselves in terms of the muscular control when they leave the hack, which is where they push off from when they when they start to throw the stone down the ice. They have to be very fit to to maintain their balance and get this rock going exactly where they want it to go. It's a it's a it's an interesting sport because it requires both the athleticism of sweeping and fitness from throwing the rock and the ability to play snooker or pool or whatever to, to, to judge the ice, the ice and to judge where the rock is going to hit and how it's going to hit and what the, what the angles are. Meeting those angles, it, it takes a lot of talent. So those yeah. are all athletic skills so far as I'm concerned. Well, I, if, if, it's, uh, if it's got elements of snooker in it, you just recaptured my interest because I actually enjoy, <laughs> the, I enjoy playing that quite a bit. Um, and Not that I'm good at it, but I, I enjoy it. Uh, and it's sort of like my golf game. Uh, so, so John, one of the things, one of the things I should also point out that you were you were the uh, play-by-play announcer for the London Tigers, uh, the minor league Double A, uh, as I recall, uh, affiliate of the Detroit Tigers uh, for many years. I, you, you don't do that now, I'm pretty sure. No, the team left town not long ago, and uh, oh. my, my broadcasting career changed to. I covered the London Werewolves, which were an independent league team, uh, team uh, I think, uh, for a few years. And we, uh, now we live stream the London Majors, uh, sort of a local intercounty team, uh, intercounty league team. Okay. We live stream those on Facebook. And our season opens on the 5th of May, by the way. If I if I recall right, the uh, Toronto affiliate for AA now is in my hometown in Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh my yes, that's right. Yes, they just called yep. one of the players up for last night in the game. Yep, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, and you, you of course follow. You also followed the Blue Jays pretty, pretty religiously. Uh, yeah, reasonably religiously. Yes. Yeah, I, I, have, I have an argument, of course, you know, but I, I think it's, I think it's absolutely imperative that people be fair weather fans and bandwagon bandwagon jumpers. Because, oh, because yes. diehard fan fans that include mediocrity. Those of us who jump on and off the bandwagon, we're the ones who encourage teams to get better. Yeah, and I think that's true. I remember there being a famous paper uh, back in the 80s that, that basically argued the reason the Cubs were so terrible for so long was their fans showed up regardless of their record. 
Yeah, that's interesting you mentioned the Cubs. I know we want to get back to talking about curling. I lived in Chicago in 1965, 66, 67. They were lucky to get 5,000 fans in a game. Uh, all of these diehard fan Cub fans, I wonder where they came from. They weren't around them. Yeah, well, I, I I will say I I will point out I'm actually going to make a, a I haven't been to Wrigley Field in about 20 years, and so it's it's sort of like a, a duty of every baseball uh, fan to visit Wrigley. So it's 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 the mecca of baseball, um, and I say that as a Red Sox fan who who's who loves Fenway, but Wrigley is an experience unto itself, and and I. I I will actually in fact go back th- this year. I wonder how many people who are at Wrigley Field nowadays, where it feels like it's full all the time. I wonder how many of them are in fact Cub fans, diehard Cub fans, and how many of them are just folks like me on a tour coming through town. Yeah, I think that's quite likely. Yeah. And I've also noticed that there are a lot fewer diehard Cub fans now that WGN doesn't carry their games. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> so let's get. Let's get back to curling, John. Uh, in okay. fact, uh, my producer, John Berg, we, we have a, cur- what would you call it, John? A, a curling... Uh, Is that a sweeper? You- a sweeper? No, what do you call the, the rink or whatever? Oh, oh. Uh, the facility. I guess I would call it a sheet of ice. I guess I'm not sure. It's it's a bar restaurant attached to a curling <laughs> facility. They got the full... It's in uh, Chaska, and I believe it's owned by the city of Chaska, if I remember correct. So they've got, I think it's the Crooked Pint is the bar restaurant. They actually got good food and everything and big selection, big open place. And then whole, the whole one side of the restaurant is a big glass uh, wall where you can watch the curling. And and I think the, the teams go up there and maybe have an adult beverage before they go down and they do some curling. You got these guys out there and they're, they got like team uniforms. They're in uh, Zubas or, or track suits or whatever. And the place is literally filled. I mean... When, when I checked, I think it was last year when I checked, it was like a year waiting list to get in there and, and do any curling. And then they have leagues and everything. And it's just, it, it sounds like we need another curling facility out there with the uh, the volume they're doing there. It certainly does. I mean, one of the problems that we're running into in the smaller towns in Ontario, where there, there, there have been curling rinks all over the place, uh, is that people are moving away from the smaller towns. Uh, and the younger people are actually taking on video games or other things. Uh, curling is actually less popular now in Canada than it was 20 years ago. Huh. Yes, but you have hope. The United States is, seems to be getting into it. Just be, it, I don't think it's just because we won a, a, a gold medal. I, I mean, John, I, uh, John Palmer, I'm, I'm wondering from you, um, the city owning a, a, cur, a curling rink slash restaurant bar. Um, is this a terrific use of public dollars? <laughs> well, of course, you know what I think about you know, the, the, the city getting into anything like that. I, I just right. assume they didn't. Leave it. I'd rather have them leave it up to, to some uh, public-spirited group to try to raise the funds for that, which is exactly the way it is in most places in Ontario. Um, I, I curled in a small town called Venastra. Uh, for for a few years, it's the only time I've ever curled in my life, actually. And uh, it was it was a, a local group that organized it. The, the town itself put no money into it at all. Uh, another nearby town there, Godrich, Ontario, had it had a curling rink, but it was part of a golf and country club. And that's the way it often works here in Canada. It's a golf and country club and a curling rink, and the people curl in the winter, golf, and then and golf in the summer. That is brilliant. I'm I'm. I'm a member of a of a private club that uh, you know is just closed between November and April. It's I mean it's dead that, out there. That, that works out beautifully. Uh, yeah, one of the major clubs, uh, curling clubs, is also a major golf club, uh, and the facilities are fantastic because of course you know they they keep the facilities going year round rather than having to shut everything down as we do in your club. Oh, that would be that would. Actually, actually, I I now have to go. I'm excited to go to, go talk to to the uh, board of directors and say, hey, here's an idea. Uh, that 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 sounds good. I love the idea. So so you would argue, John Palmer, that in Canada, curling might be coming less popular, but then maybe more popular here in the U.S. after the after the win, the Olympic win. Well, it, it was becoming less popular because it was coming out of a lot of the smaller towns. And, and, and younger people were moving away and taking up other interests. Now, of course, since the, 
Canada has done, continued to do very well, even though their teams at the Olympics and stuff this past year were really horrible, and uh, not only horrible, but rude on the women's side. Um, the, uh, despite all of that, I think there, there's, a, there's, a re, there's a rebirth going on in the interest of curling. There are a lot of teams are changing and changing memberships, um, and I haven't been out to a curling week myself for about seven years, and so I have no idea what's going on at the curling rinks. But the ones here in London, Ontario, where I live now, actually are pretty popular again. Uh, they're, they're, they're regaining some interest, and I think it has a lot to do with the televised interest. That's number one. But secondly, the game has become a lot more interesting. They've made some rule changes. They made it, made it so that the games are far less boring. I don't know how long you ever watched curling, but when I first moved to Canada back 40 years and 40 odd years ago, I tried to watch some curling on TV, and they were using these old straw brooms. And uh, it was fun to watch these guys going up and down the ice sweeping. I had no idea what it was all about. Uh, and I didn't watch it very long. But over time, it got to the point where people would throw up a guard, and somebody would peel the guard, somebody would throw the guard, and somebody would peel the guard. And it became boring. People in the fans would sit in the crowd and start yelling, Boring, boring, because it was such a boring game. And so they implemented some rules called like the three-lock rule, now the four-lock rule, and this next year they're going to have the five-lock rule. What that means is that when you put a rock out there on the ice, so long as it isn't actually in the rings, in the circles, if it's in front of them as a guard, the other team cannot remove it. And what that does is you can't hit any of those rocks that are out in the front it used to be for three in the first three shots, and now it's the first four shots, and it makes you seem to change the five. It means there's a lot of rocks out in front, causing creating a lot of guards for other people to pull the rocks around to get into the house, and it creates much more strategy, much more interest, much more excitement, and requiring really phenomenal shot making too. All right, hey John, we need to we need to. Uh, uh, take a break right here when we come back uh, stay with us when we come back we'll visit more and we'll have john berg ask john palmer some some of these strategy questions about about curling something that uh, i do nothing about and learning i'm learning even the last 15 minutes here with john palmer uh curling announcer from from time to time and and with you here on the king banyan show on business 1440 Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem. I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation at 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. Tune in and turn it up because Think Realty Radio with Obi Golhar is here for you. Every weekday, Obi informs listeners around the country on everything real estate, market news, investment methods, and most importantly, succeeding in the business. Obi shares his strategies with listeners every show. Don't miss out. The tip that could help you the most might be on the next show. Get into a real estate of mind with Think Realty Radio. Weekday afternoons at 2 on Business 1440, Twin Cities Business Radio. 
Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Good to be with you and good to have on the show John Palmer. Uh, John, I don't think either of us ever won the John Bates Clark Medal, but uh, uh, Parag Patek uh, did for market design. He, uh, you're the more the microeconomist. I'm more the macro guy. Uh, There's John, no such thing as macro. We all know that. It's all micro. <laughs> This is how we kind of talk to each other. We just this is this is that that was delicious. I, I'm now in administration. I don't get enough of that anymore. So uh, thank you for bringing me back to my my faculty days. Uh, appreciate that, John. Mar- market design is, is. Do you see that having uh, some real value? Or I, I, I try to describe the, uh, the the theory in terms of school choice uh, and what uh, Pothic has been noted for in receiving the uh, Clark Medal. Uh, but I'm not, um, I'm not quite sure how market design would apply for curling. Are, you still, are we still talking about curling? Or are we into another? Yeah, thing? we can talk about curling. I mean, I mean, I'm interested yeah. in the fact that it, that, that curling's caught on in mo- in smaller towns and not in Canada. But if you went to Toronto, or as you like to say, oh. Toronto, there, it's there not. Numerous, there are, are there? numerous curling rinks in Toronto, and that's that's one of the things that reasons I think it's coming back alive is that. When the people move from the country to the city, they still have the opportunity to curl. Um, it's more expensive, of course, because land is more expensive in the big cities. Right. Um, and uh, it, it's gotten so that people have to sort of set up curling matches that are later at night. Uh, I was a member of a group for a while that curled at 11 o'clock at night. It's like people want to go out and play hockey. They have to start up playing at 2 in the morning or something like that. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is popular in the bigger cities. Um, in terms of market design, I think one of the ways that they are marketing this is, first of all, um, increasingly we're seeing sponsors sponsoring more tournaments, and so we're seeing more tournaments on television now than we ever did before. I mean, recently, uh, it was Jamie Sinclair from, from the U.S. that won the Players' Championship, even though it was held in Toronto. Uh, another reason for the uh, for the U.S. interest in curling to grow as rapidly as it has, but at the same time we're seeing all of these tournaments and we're seeing the increased interest I think in these larger cities with people who are looking for something to do but who don't want to play hockey. Uh, if they yeah. don't want to play hockey and uh, they want to, but they want to do something that's athletic and something that requires a lot of strategy as well, then curling is a pretty good sport. Uh, when I talk about strategy, let me just tell you that I knew nothing about curling until sometime early in the 80s. We started, my, my wife, Ms. Eclectic, and I started watching curling. She knew about curling. She had grown up in Saskatchewan as a curler. And she was explaining the strategy to me uh, as we watched the game. Wow. 
I suddenly understood why people were doing some of the things they were doing. And at the same time, TSN up here in Canada, a sports network, had an announcer named Vic Router who knew nothing about curling. They, they just dropped him into the curling championships and said, you're going to do this and we'll give you some color people who know what they're talking about. So he was asking all of these asinine, in, just insane questions, saying, why would they do this? Why would they do that? And he down to explain the game to him on air. And so all of us who were mooching got to learn a whole lot more about strategy. It was fantastic. Great. Hey, John, uh, by the way, we're visiting with John Palmer, a retired faculty member at the University of Western Ontario, an economist and announcer of both curling and, and baseball. Uh, but uh, we're talking mostly about curling today. Uh, his blog is at eclecticon.net, right? Is that the shortcut? Correct. Eclect, E-C-L-E-C-T, econ.net is his blog. It's a lot of fun. By the way, if you like uh, snow stomp art, you you really need to check this out during the wintertime. Uh, it <laughs> works out well. You still got snow on the ground up there, right? No, we we had some about two or three days ago, but uh, it melted pretty quickly. All right. Well, uh, so... So oh, yeah. uh, uh, we we still have a little snow up here. Uh, we got it. We got a quite the uh, we got quite the snowstorm. In fact, we weren't able to be on the air last week because we couldn't get we couldn't get a producer into the station uh, to operate all the equipment down there. But yeah. uh, speaking of producer John Berg, uh, you had a question or two about strategy that I think you wanted to ask. Well, I'm glad that uh, that uh, John brought up the the the, the stone out front that that, that that you can't hit in the first four shots because I wish like he was saying where 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 the broadcaster asked all these basic questions these asinine questions I wish they'd have some of that on the uh, on the Olympics or more of it at least because I try to piece together the strategy just from watching and it's fascinating because you can tell there's a lot going on when you pay attention so they they throw that stone out front and it seems like in most of the as I, I watch and I'm not an expert or anything I do enjoy watching it when it's on but usually it's pretty clear after a few shots one group is clearly sort of on offense and the other team ends up sort of playing defense and that can snowball by the end of the match and I'm just wondering if I have it right where where basically those first few shots are they seem completely crucial because it determines basically who's close and who's trying to get close and who's bumping who out and is there sort of an offensive defensive strategy to, am, am, I, am I observing what I think I'm observing there both both teams are offensive and defensive the whole time but here's 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 something that was explained to me very early on you are expected that if you have the hammer which is the last shot it's expected you should be able to score one for sure so if you can't if you want to, so the goal is to score two or more. If you have the hammer, if you can't score two, then you need to bank the end so that you get to keep the hammer the next time to try for the next end to try. So how how are you going to keep it keep it possible to, to score more than one? Well, the one the way that a lot of teams do it is if you have the hammer, you put up what are called corner guards, so you can go into the corners, but still leave the center open for your last shot. Meanwhile, the other team is putting up center guards, so you can't get into the center so easily. <laughs> well, that that was great strategy twenty years ago. Nowadays, the way these people curl, they they, they read the ice so well, and the, the the rocks go around these guards so easily, and the people are able to run the guards back and take off something so easily. It's become much more complex. But that's the general strategy. The team that has the last rock tries to put the guards on the corners. The team that has the that doesn't have the last rock tries to put up a center guard. And um, you often see that when a, a team puts a center guard up, the team doesn't have, the, the team has the last rock. They try to peel it, but they can't peel it off because then they, get, they put it back. So they just try to nudge it over a little bit to make it a, a corner guard. Huh. See, that right there explains a whole lot more than they ever explained during the Olympics. Um, something else you mentioned I was going to ask about was sponsorship. Now, I assume it's a little different in Canada than, than probably in the United States. You know, Minnesota is a pretty, pretty pro-curling state, but even here, I'm sure it's, uh, it, it's not nearly what it is in Canada. So the money, I'm assuming, is in sponsorship. What is it, it, These leagues, do these guys curl for a living in these leagues in Canada? Can they actually make a good living doing that? Or is this, is this a part-time job for everybody but the top-notch guys heading to the Olympics and trying out for the Olympics? 
I think most of them, it's a part-time job. Yeah, that's what uh, I figured. Some of the, some of the top curlers in the, in the past were also golf pros during the summer. Ah, there you uh, go. <laughs> uh, there you go. King Banyan, you've got a double job. I had a few now. Yeah, there we go. I, this is the... <laughs> Thank you, thank you. You know, I crossed one of those round number birthdays uh, last year, and I, I, I need another, I need another job. I think this is going to be great for me. <laughs> this is going to be great. I mean, I actually, I, I, the only reason I want them to put curling at my country club is so that I, so that they keep the bar open during the winter, because, because <laughs> doggone that's it, that's what when I need it. Say. Yeah. <laughs> well, with, I need that well, thing with the success in Chaska that they're having with this publicly built one. You'd think somebody would have their eye on it and go, hmm, maybe I, uh, maybe I look at putting up my own private uh, curling club somewhere. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And we're pretty far from Chaska up here, so we're about eighty. We're about eighty miles away. So that's going to be, oh yeah. We're that's yeah. Well, yeah, we do this. I'm actually sitting in my office up. At- well, disconnection with King here. We appreciate you joining us, Mr. Palmer. King's going to be back in just. That's a how that works for me. Oh, there he is. There you go. Back. It was King. Hilarious. I thought it was hilarious, John Bird. You used Queen playing. We are the champions. Uh, when we went to the first <laughs> That was uh, certainly tongue-in-cheek since, I, I don't know, I, have they, has the U.S. T- uh, have ever won a gold medal? This is their first in, cur- in curling, right? It was the first one in curling. That's yeah, what I figured. So, yeah, probably getting ahead of myself there, but had to first do it. First gold medal or first medal of any kind? Um, I think they medaled, uh, Pete Fenton probably medaled at one time, but I'm not sure. But, you know, Pete Fenton was, 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 a, he was certainly a force to be reckoned with in, in the world championships every year. All right. So uh, I, I don't remember for sure about medals and curling, but yeah, Fenton was good. And now you've got uh, Jamie Sinclair and, and, and Roth also is a good uh, curler on the women's side. You've got some good teams. All We're coming right. up, right? We're coming up. All right. Hey, John, uh, I want to thank you so much for the time. Thanks. Thank, uh, give my thanks to uh, Mrs. Eclecticon for uh, letting you letting you come play with us for half an hour and. We'll turn you back over to to uh, her, her. I was going to say her her control, but I, I, you probably don't want to admit to quite that. No, 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 we don't want to. We don't want to go there, King. All right. <laughs> anyway, congratulations, congratulations to the little scholar as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. Probably, I'm hoping during the break, I'll find out whether the little scholar uh, meddled for uh, for the run up here. Uh, I haven't seen any news yet, and I'm actually getting a little anxious to find out what's going on. Anyway, John, thanks so much for being with us today. We'll be we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Talking about being mighty, mighty. Yeah, I remember the times when I was over on 47th that street where Lou Rawls said he was from. Walgreens eating them turkey dinners and them dressing. Y'all yeah, remember that? Them red beans and rice, them red beans and rice and oxtail. Good God Almighty, Lord, I just want to get back to them again. With the midterm elections right around the corner, you are invited to join some of the leading political radio talkers in the Twin Cities on Sunday, April 29th. It's Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, along with Ed Morrissey from Hot Air. They'll be in Minneapolis to discuss all that's happening here nationally and locally at the Minnetonka Marriott Southwest. Join us for overtime. Tickets start at just $20, and you can get them now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Life is expensive. Having a second income now and through retirement will allow you to live life the way you want and avoid being married to your job. In just a few hours a week, you can learn the skills to profit from trading and investing by using our proven rules-based strategy at Online Trading Academy. We focus on low-risk, high-reward trades that mirror the tools Wall Street uses to make that second income so you never outlive your retirement dollars while providing you life's most precious asset, time. Let's get you on a path to financial freedom, allowing you to live the life you've always dreamed of. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone for a free investing workshop or register at learnwithota.com. Again, that's learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy. Radio! Consider my 
Montessori, an educational model that is founded on the premise that all children are natural learners with curiosity. Hand-in-hand Christian Montessori specializes in one-to-one learning instead of one-size-fits-all. Montessori activities work with children's hands and minds at the precise, critical period of a child's development. I'm learning to be a leader by helping younger students in my classroom. Learning is so much better when it's hands-on. At Hand in Hand, I get to make my own choices. Schedule a tour now at Hand in Hand Christian Montessori, where preschool, elementary, junior high, private school, homeschool students love, learn, and lead. Call 651-784-7988 or go to hihcm.org. There's always a moment of truth where it's either put up or shut up. We were yelling our hearts out. Even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continue to push. I don't know where the pain went to, but all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. PFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Thank, thank you for listening. A couple nice notes came in uh, from uh, Kim Crockett listening. Uh, Kim Big Mama Crockett. Is that right? We do the Big Mama for her? <laughs> yeah, yes, we do. We do on the uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't. We, Kim not Big her, Mama Crockett. Not IRL, as the kids say. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, but uh, that that's great. I wonder if she's going to show up at uh, overtime um, with Hewitt and Gallagher. I wonder if she's going. She'll have time for that. If you have time for it, don't forget to come on over and uh, hear see us uh, Sunday, April 29th uh, at the Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka. Uh, we've got lots of tickets still available, but they're beginning to move. Okay, so you don't want to get shut out of this. The place can't hold an infinite number of people. Okay, so you 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 know. You know, I talked about renewable and non-renewable resources. We haven't quite figured out how to make uh, an infinite number of seats for people to come here, Hugh and Mike. But uh, you should, so you should probably get on this pretty darn soon. It's next Sunday. It's a week from tomorrow. Uh, there's a VIP dinner. There's still seats available for that. You can come to that uh, at starting at starting at five o'clock with a four thirty check-in, or come by. Come by to, just to hear hear uh, uh, Hugh and Mike talk. Uh, doors open at doors open at six thirty. Uh, you can check in at six for your general admission tickets. Tickets start at twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, okay. That's two brains for a double sawbuck. Oh, and then MC Ed is going to be the <laughs> uh, Ed Morrissey will be your will be your master of ceremonies. Or but just we're just going to call him MC Ed. I I. I we need some art for that. We need. <laughs> we we do. We need art for that. Oh my goodness! I someone needs to start photoshopping, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I have a couple. I have a couple of friends who are really good at this sort of thing. Maybe I'll put one of them up to this, uh, because because the cat because in the in the piece that you'll find uh, if you just go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and click on that big banner that says Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher and. You know, boy, I'll tell you what. Are there two more Irish faces to look at than those two? Oh my <laughs> goodness! Um, it's it's pretty funny. Uh, AM twelve A the Patriot dot com slash overtime twenty eighteen. If you want the direct connect, but just go to twincitiesbusinessradio.com. dot com. That's that's where you can find the podcast with this show, and and you can send notes to me. Though I prefer them by Twitter, but you can send a note to me as well. If you just want to come see the event again, tickets start at twenty bucks. Get to Get to uh, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, click on the banner, and go ahead and pick up your tickets today. Don't wait. Um, nobody nobody thought the Narn Table would get sold out, but it did. So, hey, uh, get get to that uh, uh, right right now. Don't don't you wait. Um, 651-289-4477, the number to call. I wanted to talk about... Uh, 
I want to talk about one one other thing that has been bothering me. I I have been somewhat critical. I will note I've been somewhat critical of of the of not so much the tax bill. I've I've praised the tax bill, but the fact that um, that debt has increased and 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 the debt and the uh, and and the the budget uh, the budget resolution which passed Congress a few weeks ago and as I recall now the Congress is supposed to be passing a uh, balanced budget amendment uh, to send out to the states um, to see if we could uh, actually vote for a balanced budget amendment which um, you know uh, reminds me of Saint Augustine right uh, Lord make me pure but not just yet uh, I am uh, I, I simply don't want to have um, you know, so you spent all that money, and now you have a little remorse, and you, you want to do this. Where we're going to have uh, rescission using the Rescission Act, and having uh, um, President Trump announce that there's going to be some reduction in spending, which the Congress could then ratify within 45 days, and the president could simply cut out whatever it is he wants. I like the second idea. The budget, the balanced budget thing is it, it's just a showpiece. It's it's politics. It's not it's not anything that will ever gain support. Um, but the reason to be concerned about this is the amount of debt that is in the economy right now. And let me um, let me. So there was a piece that was in the Wall Street Journal, uh, Wall Street Journal, uh, based on an IMF report. Um, if you look at the advanced economies, I'm not just talking about the United States now. I'm talking about all of the economies. If you go back to the end of World War II in 1945, debt as a share of gross domestic product for the advanced economies of the world, according to the IMF, was 117% of GDP. That kind of make that kind of doesn't bother us. Why? Because uh, we had to fight a war. We were def- we were defeating. Um, we were defeating uh, uh, National Socialism, better known as Nazism, uh, at the end of the war. And it's often the case that during wartime, debt-to-GDP ratios shoot up, and then they come right back down right after the end of, right after the, end of the war as, as, uh, bond, as war bonds are retired and, done, and moved on. And you go all the way from that to 1974, where the advanced economies of the world have a debt-to-GDP ratio of under 30%. Now, it's worth noting, 1974 wasn't necessarily the, the glory days of Europe and the United States. It was around that time that the phrase stagflation was created. This does not refer to the eating habits of deer. It refers to the fact that you could have both inflation and unemployment simultaneously, which was the point at which we all realized that the Phillips curve was bunk. So, or at least in the way it had been used in the 60s. So, we have done, we, we have done that. But since that time, Debt, the debt-to-GDP ratio has pretty steadily grown. It got to 58%. It hit 60%, you know, by, 1990, by 1991, 1992, rose to 70% in, in the late 1990s, and then fell a little bit in 2000, 2001, but sort of stayed in that area. So when we got to the financial crisis in 2007, it was still only at 72% of GDP. Its current level for 2017 is forecasted by the IMF. This is the report they put out this week at 104.7% of GDP. Now, what does that what does that number re- really mean for us? It, 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 what it as as we look at that uh, here's here's a report from Lehman Brothers. Uh, excuse me, from the IMF. Here's the report, uh, a paragraph from the IMF. $164 trillion, equivalent of 225% of global GDP. Global debt continues to hit new high record highs almost a decade after the collapse of Lehman Brothers. Compared with the previous peak in 2009, the world is now 12% of GDP deeper in debt, reflecting a pickup in both public and non-financial private sector debt after a short hiatus. That is, that's just a couple sentences in this piece, the fiscal monitor that's published by the IMF. 
And so if you look at the global number, public debt is not the biggest part of it, and that's the number we were reading to you before. You add to that what happened in terms of private sector debt, and that number, too, has arisen. This is the concern, to me, far more than any concern I have about about inflation or the labor force participation rate. I am, I, you know, people say, well, you, you know, you're just a deficit hawk, you're preventing defense spending. I hear this from people who, who are sort of in favor of the Trump policy because we needed to do that in order to get more spending on, on defense. I, I agree with, I agree that we could use, we could use more spending in defense, but you have to pay for it somehow. You can't just keep charging things to the credit card because at some point that debt, that debt is going to be high enough that it causes a crisis of its own that will match the crisis that hap- is happening in, in, in world politics. And what I point out to people is this is, you know, people say, well, are, we must be doing something wrong. And I say, yes, but one could have predicted it because this is what happens after every financial crisis. Every financial crisis is followed by an acceleration of debt, the reason, and, and it happens on the private sector as well as the public sector, because as losses are taken, some folks have to borrow to keep to keep make ends meet. It is a normal bit. Uh, it's a normal part of of the process here, and it was predicted first by uh, by uh, Charles Kindleberger. In, in his fantastic book, which is, is should be on your bookshelf. It's a required reading. Okay, I noticed that uh, uh, I'm never sure quite how to pronounce pronounce this. It's He goes as, uh, at Tupti, and but he's saying he's going to collect books by uh, by Thomas Sowell and Israel Kirzner and, and Hayek. Uh, those are great books. Uh, let me add one to your list. Um, Charles Kindleberger, Manias, Panics, and Crashes. The, it's a financial history of the world is really well written. Uh, Kindleberger was an economic historian of the first order, just one of my absolute, absolute favorites. And I would encourage you to, to uh, read, read him, um, uh, to, to read him uh, as understanding, going all the way back to Tulip Mania and even before that. Kindleberger has like a century of, of, world debt history and I, th- I think it's I think it's well worth your time to to look at that um, and I noticed uh, on Twitter Don asked me uh, what's the slope over the Obama years versus the years of Trump I'm going to tweet to you the particular piece on global debt so it's I'm looking globally right now Don not just at not just at what happened during the Trump administration the first thing that happened of course Right in 2008, 2009, you get a significant pickup in public debt around the world, and then and then it it goes back down for a little bit as growth begins to come to to return. But what really has happened over the last um, five six years, and the data that the the graphic I'm looking at right now only goes through 2016. Uh, we don't have global numbers for 2017 yet because some countries don't do their numbers as fast as the United States does. So we don't have an end 2017 figure. Um, that num- that is picking back up so that now we are at, again, 225% of global debt for the United States. For the United States, in, in terms of trillions of dollars, in 2007 we had $33.6 trillion of debt in 2007. That's public and private, not just public. In 2016, $48.1 trillion of debt. If you go to Japan, they went from 15.7 to 18.2. Here's the one that should cause you to go, whoa, China. China's debt was $4.9 trillion U.S. dollars in 2007. In 2016, $25.5 trillion dollars. Meditate on that for a moment. We'll come back with some conclusions after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. When should you start collecting your Social Security? How you answer this question will be the difference in the success or failure of your retirement. Tune in to Money Matters with Alan Mike this week. They'll be sharing Social Security tips with you. From the basics of the program to strategies to maximize your Social Security payments, Alan Mike will help you sort out this important but often misunderstood part of your retirement income plan. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on Business 1440, or call them at 855-231-6010. Hi, can I help you? Yes, I have a snoring problem. Uh, can you describe it for me, please? Well, it's about 5 foot 11 with curly hair and a moustache. Oh, I see. Introducing Mute, sleep technology that opens the nose to increase airflow by an average of 38% so you and your partner can enjoy a good night's sleep. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Available now at Walgreens, CVS and GNC. I'm Amy Errett, founder and CEO of Madison Reed, a company that's revolutionizing the way women color their hair, a company I named after my daughter. Madison Reed is the ultimate hair color pack. We have a salon, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia formula with, with ingredients you could feel fine out in your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus shipping on free hair. Hey, it's spring. Spring, what a good topic. Talk. You know, I can see my backyard a little bit more every day. It's kind of like my backyard's playing peekaboo with oh, me. Oh, never, Hoser, take off, eh? What I see in the backyard is a great play. Put the new hot tub in. a new hot tub from Arctic Spas. You can see them all at Premier Pool and Spas in Chanhassen. Yeah, no hassle. Tons of knowledge. They know what they're talking about there. Hey, they even want you to get in the hot tubs so you can feel just how comfortable the seats are, Hoser. That's right. Everyone is different. So how do you know what's seat's going to fit you if you don't get in. Yeah, some guys don't even want you getting in their hot tubs without water because they need the water to distribute your weight, eh? Yeah, but not at Arctic. They have hand-rolled fiberglass under the acrylic to give it the strength everybody's talking about. Hey, do yourself a favor and go see a real cold-weather spa at Premier Pool and Spa. Or visit them on the web at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where they take fun seriously. premierpools.com. When you're running a business, the last thing you want to worry about are your computer systems. Superior Managed IT has been servicing IT for over 25 years, and they can help you manage your IT infrastructure, provide a security plan, as well as help your business move to the cloud. Superior's proactive maintenance program will guide you through the best options for your business. Don't wait. Let Superior manage your IT so you can concentrate on running your business. Call now for your no-obligation free consult. Call 612-999-6200 or go to superiormanagedit.com. That's superiormanagedit.com. That's for Kim. <laughs> she knows, she knows. She knows. This is for you. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Final segment for today. Thanks once more to John Palmer for joining us. He's fun. He's just fun to talk to. Um, great, great spirit. And, uh, and you now know a little bit more about curling and I have a plan to save the country club. Awesome. <laughs> what a great day this is. Um, what I don't have is a plan for how to, how to solve us, how to solve the world's debt. And I just, you know, I, I want to emphasize this isn't a, this isn't a discussion about, this isn't a discussion about particular policies or particular president or a particular Congress. Um, it, it, this is a worldwide issue, but exacerbated a, a fair amount. I mean, what, let me go back and let me go back and get put those put those numbers together for you one more time. Total debt in the world, global debt in the world, public and private, was one hundred fifteen point nine billion trillion dollars in two thousand seven, and now and in twenty sixteen one sixty four point four. So that's a gain. Of a little less than fifty billion dollars, twenty of the fifty trillion dollars of gain in debt is just China, right? And another uh, another four trillion of it is from emerging markets. Um, uh, low low income developing countries had basically a tripling of the amount of global debt that they hold, the debt that they hold. 
So when I look at the United States, yeah, I'm a, I, I don't like us adding $15 trillion to debt in the United States. Okay, because that's about, that's that's a pretty significant increase from 2007. And it's a significant increase from 2001 when general debt of the United States, public and private debt in the United States, was only $20.3 trillion. Now at 48.1, it's pretty clear that it's a higher share of GDP now than it was in 2000 or even in 2007. And again, that number's through 2016. But you should be concerned, I think, about what's happen- what, what has happened in, in China. Uh, the official debt concept, uh, the way China reports its debt, says that, hey, we're at 40% of GDP, everything's fine. But the IMF writes in, in, in this report, a broader concept that includes borrowing by local governments and their financing vehicles shows debt rising to more than 90% of GDP by 2023, driven by rising off-budget borrowing. Rating agencies lowered China's sovereign credit rating in 2017, citing concerns with a prolonged period of rapid credit growth and large off-budget spending by these, by these uh, local government financing vehicles. Okay, so China is, is having this issue. So when people say say things like, you know, China's a major threat to the United States, and I saw I said, China's got a lot of problems of their own. Okay, China has a lot of issues themselves. And I think it would be, I, I think it's, it's easy to get carried away about China. Um, there are ways in which there, there's pressure on them from this debt side. That I think that I think will show up, but I can't tell you when. Will it happen this year? Will it happen next year? Thing about debt, you can keep borrowing and keep borrowing, keep borrowing, and then one day, it's all gone and it goes away. Well, it's time for me to go away too. Um, last week of classes, uh, and you know what? As you celebrate Earth Day every day, you know what you should do: turn on another light. And thank God for the fellow human beings around you because you're the ultimate resource. See you next week. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Hi, this is Jack from Banyan Hill. You might have heard about the $34.6 billion that's expected to be doled out in what we call freedom checks. Huge checks that are changing people's lives from coast to coast. People like Sean from Pittsburgh. In fact, he's on the phone right now. Sean, you there? Yes, I am, Jack. Sean, let me ask you, how do you like getting these massive checks in your mailbox every month? Well, Jack, we used to put stuff on credit cards living paycheck to paycheck. But now, after we started collecting a specific kind of freedom check, I have to say, life's a lot more fun. I bet it is. In fact, getting massive freedom checks is fun no matter who you are. And with $34.6 billion expected to be paid out in private, non-government money starting as early as May 1st, now's the time to stake your claim on some cash. To get all the details, go to www.freedomchecks128.com before the May 1st deadline. That's www.freedomchecks128.com. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. Mulch Madness at Lucky's. Four bags of mulch for 10. It's Lucky's Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. College kids aren't the only one throwing around threes. Come into Lucky Stations. We'll give you three bags of mulch for $10. Mention Business 1440 and you'll get the fourth bag free. 
Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? Lucky Station has everything that the big-name convenience stores have. Lucky Station is a small group of family-owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. They have to work harder to earn your business. It's mulch madness at Lucky's. As you begin to build your basketball bracket, don't forget to build your landscape bed, too. What a deal. Four bags of mulch for $10. Only at Lucky Stations, your number one seed. You see, owner Scott Stevens and his family welcome the opportunity to earn your business. Fill up at Lucky Station today. There's a Lucky Station near you. Find them online at LuckyStations.com. Visit LuckyStations.com or your neighborhood store. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 